There's no need to wait on your service member to share secondhand information anymore. Welcome to Holding Down the Fort, a podcast show where we put military spouses and children's needs front and center so that they can make informed decisions together as a family. Because let's face it, we know who's really holding down the fort. Let's get started. All right. Hi, everyone. Jen Amos here, your host for Holding Down the Fort podcast. And I am super excited today. I have an amazing woman with me today. She is a business strategist for military spouses. She's on a mission to help as many military spouses as possible create their own success and build their dream purpose-led businesses. She is also a military spouse herself, which is why she advocates for military spouses. Jens Collins, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're very happy to have you. Why don't we start off with you sharing how you heard about the show and more importantly, why you chose to be on the show today? Yeah, so I think a couple of things kind of happened at the same time. And for me, I'm all about, you know, signs from the universe telling you something's supposed to happen. So it just kept coming up, you know, in front of my face, which was amazing. So I think I saw a post on LinkedIn, which was through a second connection of mine. So I saw somebody talking about this new podcast that was going to be launched holding down the fall and I just loved the name because it's it's absolutely what military spouses do when the husbands are gone and what the husbands or spouses are doing you know when they're out doing what they do so I loved the name and then I think literally at the same time in parallel on Instagram you guys had been we'd connected on Instagram and I think you'd wanted to use one of my quotes for something so we just kind of instantly connected and then chatting to you guys over LinkedIn we just wanted to hop on the phone and because we had very similar uh, missions and interests just wanted to get the conversation started about sort of collaborations and how we can help one another. And then through that, started discussing the podcast. And I was I was absolutely thrilled when you guys said that you would want me to be on there because I just think that the what you're talking about is so prevalent and it's so like of the moment, but it's delivered in such a great way. Like I can listen to your voice for ages, Jen. You have such a fabulous oh, voice. Um, thank you. <laughs> you I, too, I, I, just... I love your accent, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you on. And so far, people that we've had on the show are, they're not necessarily people that were provided by the military to be a resource to the military community. They've actually been military spouses themselves or people who are are going through the experience or going through this tough uh, lifestyle of constantly being uprooted every two to three years um, or being left home alone while the service member is away. And, and part of why we created this podcast is because uh, one thing I had also started to find is that although the military and military bases provide a lot of resources and education for people, um, I think sometimes we need to hear it from our peers to seek out those resources. Because a lot of times, maybe there's like a fear or stigma, uh, let's say to get financial help or or to, you know, get help in terms of mental illness or Mm -hmm. mental health and stuff. But when you hear it from a fellow person who is going through it themselves, I think it encourages them and inspires them to be like, you know what, if they did it, uh, I did it too. And so we love to welcome people onto the show who are uh, really practitioners who just want to share their passion uh, for the community. And, And I know for you specifically, you focus on military spouses and helping them build their own businesses. And so I'm excited 
excited to, uh, you know, dive into that in the show today with you. Yeah, thank you. I think it's great. Like you say, it's so easy for people to think they're going through something on their own. So until you put it in front of them that, you know, you're not the only person that's experiencing this, other people have been through it, they've dealt with it, you know, you can do the same, they can help you, etc. It's just making those resources really obviously available to people because asking for help is something that people don't really like to do. Yeah, yeah, at least for me, it was an upbringing kind of thing. My family Mm -hmm was very much figure it out on your own or just do what I say. Uh, And so so I think, you know, for me, I had to learn later in life, especially after my husband and I got married to depend on him and ask him for help and be okay being vulnerable. And it's it's a tough thing. Like you, you, it's a really vulnerable, raw thing to ask for help. And so, you know, hopefully with resources such as this podcast and what you're doing, people won't feel as intimidated to seek out help, whatever that whatever that is for them yeah exactly I think it's amazing what you guys are doing oh thank you (laughs) well gems for people who are just getting to know you this is the first time they're hearing about you why don't you let our listeners know what a typical day or a snapshot of your life looks like and more most importantly what keeps you busy and most excited about life nowadays yeah so I have two main passions in my life not including my husband he's obviously number one (laughs) Yeah. So I'm running my business and I'm also a competitive weightlifter. So my day is pretty much centered around those two things. So I get up super early to kind of get in my morning routines, take my little bulldog for a walk because we're in uh, lower Alabama and it is ridiculously hot. So Mm. I get up to get that stuff done early. And then that means I have a decent chunk of time to actually sit and work on the business, which is, you know, I network with people. I have meetings with my clients. I'm creating blogs for the website. So constantly working on keeping the business growing and then providing the best service that I can to my clients. And then from about 3 p.m. until 5.30, um, I can be found at my local weightlifting gym where I'm usually training for one competition or another. So because so much of my afternoon is taken up with training, it means that the earliest part of my day is focusing on the business. And then, you know, in the evenings, it's generally catching up with messages and questions and comments and any kind of final planning that needs to be done for the next day or the next week. So that's that's me fairly consistently, probably six out of seven days a week. And then Sunday is just... Family time, husband time, chill time, doing very little, trying to explore as much as we can of Alabama, but um, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never been to Alabama. Are there any, if I were to ever visit, any places you recommend? So, well, we're quite fortunate in that where we are, we're only about an hour and a half from Panama City Beach. So you can easily get down to some really nice beaches down mm. there. There's some great history. So Montgomery and Birmingham actually have some really good history to them. Lots of fun stuff to do. I was actually at a competition this weekend near Birmingham and we ended up going, it's nothing to do with history, but we went and played top golf, which was the most fun. Just really cool, like hitting golf balls and drinking beer and eating good food. It was, yeah, it was really cool. But where we are is fairly remote. So um, we make the most of the weekends and getting away and exploring a bit further afield. Yeah, definitely. When I first moved to Virginia, Uh, We lived in Richmond and I realized it was the first time in my life that I was inland. Uh, Most of my life, like I was as a military child in Japan, so I was always near the water. And then I lived in um, San Diego, California for about 20 years and I was near the water. And so for the seven months that my husband and I moved to 
uh, Virginia, uh, being in Richmond, it was a very interesting experience for me. <laughs> but fortunately, mm -hmm. fortunately for us, we live on the beach again. So we live we live in Virginia Beach now. And I can't imagine like living inland. And so I have to give it to you <laughs> for, yeah. for essentially like living inland. At least the drive for you is not too far if you want yeah. to go. But I, I have learned that I am not like an inland person at all. Like I we literally go to the beach like every day to walk our dog and stuff here. And I don't want it to be any other way. <laughs> I love it. Anything, you know, sea, sand, water, there's something so calming and peaceful about it. So I know what you mean, being brought up around that and then suddenly finding yourself completely land landlocked. You're like, um, yeah, this doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it sounds like you live such a balanced life. Like you, it sounds like you have so many things together and you really uh, keep yourself occupied. And I think that's really impressive. Like I, I know with, with a lot of military spouses, a lot of times they're typically, not typically, but a lot of times they are, uh, let's say mothers and a lot of their lives revolve around um, their children, uh, that sometimes it, it may be difficult to uh, juggle other things. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it's really cool how, at least in your position, you are keeping yourself preoccupied. Now, is your does your husband get deployed months at a time? Or what's the dynamic between you two? He does usually. So we're, it's quite nice, actually. Whilst we're down here, um, he's actually going through flight school. So he's non-deployable for the time that we're here. But where we came from, he was gone really frequently, like short periods of time, but really often. So pretty much every month he was gone for two or three weeks at a time. Mm. Um, and then depending on where we go next, it will likely be, you know, the kind of uh, nine months to 12 month deployment. So We've had the best of both worlds and it's it's really nice having him home. I mean, I say home, he's home physically, but mentally he's elsewhere because school is just crazy. But yeah, it's definitely, for me, I think that's part of the reason I keep so occupied is because I know that the times when he's gone, I don't just suddenly want to be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> when I first came to the States, I couldn't work because of immigration reasons. Mm -hmm. and I didn't know anybody. He was at work a lot and I was just like, this isn't, this isn't fun this isn't fulfilling for me so I think it's really important that whatever situation you're in that you have something that is completely yours so that you know times when they're gone you still have something to not get up for every day because that sounds really patronizing that certain people only get up for their spouses but I mean it's it's something that is is yours that you can pour yourself into so that when you do find yourself alone or holding down the fort whilst they're gone you still mm -hmm. have that one thing that you're kind of really focusing on and it keeps you going every day. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like the number one way to really put yourself first and take care of yourself is your health. So I think that's so awesome how a lot of your time is, you know, spent at the gym and competing um, and all of that. I, I wish, uh, wish I could do that. I, I'm actually going to run a Tough Mudder in two months, but I, I definitely don't like weight lift the, the amount that I should. <laughs> so I <laughs> mainly do something. like... Yeah, yeah, I mainly do um, like home workouts and uh, I'll run on the beach or something. But my kind of perspective on these competitions, I mean, one, I'm not competing. I'm really just showing up and seeing if I could do it. And partly why is just to 
just maintain my health. Like for me, mm-hmm. that's enough. I hope that at least for us here in Virginia Beach, when we feel more stable, which I, I feel like we're starting to get to that, um, I definitely want to look into uh, possibly hiring a a personal trainer to mm. to really uh, compete in these in these races. So we'll see though. May, that'll probably be like a 2020 uh, goal thing. <laughs> but I think that's awesome. You know, even having that to work towards. And like you say, for now, it's just about being healthy. But even if that's the one reason that you do it for, being healthy is the one thing that's going to keep you going every day. So if that's your goal, and then next year it's com- you know being competitive, and then it's the next thing. You know, there's always something to work towards, and that's what keeps you doing it. And I think that's so important. I love that you're doing that. All right, now we're going to take a quick break to introduce one of our sponsors. Let's get real. The government, our education system, the financial industry, and corporations are focused on the masses. They don't have your best interest in mind. You need to take responsibility of your future and stop following orders when it comes to your personal finances. The first step is to stop focusing on money and focus on your true purpose. Wealth is achieved by those who are following their passions. It's a mindset shift from scarcity to abundance. There's no better time in human history to use the liberty you fought for to live a life of meaning. U.S. Vet Wealth was founded by a West Point graduate who became disillusioned by the government benefits and traditional financial planning advice that is decades behind the times. Our clients recognize us as the only trusted financial resource able to educate them on the full spectrum of opportunities available to veterans today. By thinking beyond the standard financial advice of buying a home, sending kids to college, and retiring, we help the 1% who serve our country become the 1% who influence it. See if you qualify for a wealth and liberty strategy today. Simply visit usvetwealth.com. That's U.S. as in the United States, vet, short for veteran, wealth.com, usvetwealth.com. Oh, thanks, Gems. Well, uh, I want to go ahead and shift gears and uh, talk about my favorite part of of our podcast. And uh, the purpose of holding down the Fort podcast is to provide education and resources that military spouses and families uh, probably wouldn't otherwise get uh, when they go on base or what have you. Maybe it's not as easily accessible or they're not aware of it. And so in this case, I know that you wanted to talk about entrepreneurship for military spouses. And and I uh, just like you said here, it's a great time to get in it. And um, you are uh, definitely someone that could help with that. Uh, The first question I have for you is, do you feel like today there's enough education and resources around entrepreneurship for military spouses? I feel that it's definitely growing. I know Mm -hmm. when I started out, I struggled to find anything. And it's only subsequently that I've found more and more resources. And I don't know if that's just because I've been looking in the right places or because these organizations have been growing. But I know, you know, the Rosie Network is doing some great stuff. Paradigm Mm -hmm. Shift is doing some really good stuff. So I know that there are resources out there. It's knowing how to find them and knowing how to connect with them. But also, it's not a one size fits all. So depending on what your requirements are, You kind of have to know where to look or who to speak to or the questions to ask. And there's, you know, the military community is absolutely massive and trying to reach everybody is impossible. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the Rosie Network are are opening more chapters and stuff around the States, which is amazing. But there's so many people that need the help that just don't know and also don't know what they don't know. So, like, how do you know what help you need if you're not really sure what you're doing? So it's, it's overcoming that gap as well and kind of, how do you know where to look if you're not really sure what help it is that you're looking for? So 
I think my goal is trying to inspire people to look at entrepreneurship as a route when it's maybe not even something that they're considering right now because they don't think they have it in them for whatever reason. And you did mention that when you immigrated here to the US, you really couldn't find work and you really had to figure it out either way. And so how was that journey for you? Like, how did you end up finding entrepreneurship? I think in the back of my mind, I think I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, to have my own business. I did a master's when I was living, I lived in the UAE before I came here. And I did a master's out there with the intent of becoming a consultant one day with owning my own business. But I kind of never really knew where to start. And I didn't, again, I had a lot of um, self-doubt that I was even able to do it. So when I came to America, I was like, okay, normal thing to do is get a job. And that's kind of the normal route that I was had taken all my life so I was like that's just what's going to carry on here and then the naivety of me to think that that would be possible as a military spouse kicked in when I think I eventually got a job and then three months later we moved so I was like Mm -hmm. okay so this is how it's going to go but you know it kind of gave me the kick up the butt that I needed to be like all right well then how do I make this entrepreneurship thing work like it's something I've always wanted to do it's something I know I can be good at now I have an opportunity to kind of use my struggle to help other people to do the same thing so I think blessing in disguise, kind of coming over here, struggling to find work. It just gave me the nudge that I needed in the right direction to be like, all right, it's time for me to just set up on my own and then use what I know to help other people who are going through the same kind of struggle. Yeah, what I've come to find is that when you're deprived of something or you're really, you really, really want something and it's not accessible for you for whatever reason like sometimes you just have to create it for yourself and that's what you did (laughs) yeah I think that's exactly it and if the resource isn't there make it yourself if the it's not there just build it you know make it and and you're then the person that people go to for that thing so I think there's always a way around it and if that way around it is creating it then go for it (laughs) And, and no one can take that away from you either. I mean, it's something mm-hmm. that you can take with you um, no matter where you end up moving to. And it's not like a job that uh, once you leave it, you leave all that behind. It's it's your it's yours. And I think there's it's really a, a blessing in disguise when you're put in a position to uh, create something for yourself. Exactly. And like you say, something that, you know, it's a legacy that you leave behind and it's something that you've created for you. And every decision you make, impacts the business in the way that you want it to you're not accountable to anybody and it's your you know it's your baby it's this thing that you grow and you love and you nurture and it's a reflection of you and it's like the footprint that you leave on the world because it's this this thing that you've created to help other people yeah so I I am curious a little bit more about how you help military spouses with entrepreneurship do you typically work with those who've already started a business or are about to start one Um, what do you feel like is your specialty uh, when it comes to working with military spouses so my specialty is really helping people who want to start a business but don't really know either what their business idea is or they have an idea, but they don't really know how to get started. Subsequently, I've worked with a few people who have already started a business and they're looking to scale and grow it. But I would say that my zone of genius is really helping people to understand and establish their business idea, their purpose, and then how they can package that, how they market it, how they grow it, how they can really invest their time efficiently to grow and get this business out into the world so I kind of get them from business idea or lack thereof to launching business into the world in about a six-month period 
Awesome. I like how you added the six month part because we've had our experiences with business coaches in the past where there wasn't necessarily a deadline. It was kind of like you hired me. So there's kind of this assumption that you're kind of always going to use me. And so it, it's kind of nice to hear that you want to have something tangible to the best that it can be within a certain time frame. Right. And I think it also adds a little bit of determination. Like if you know that you've only got me for six months, then you're going to make the most out of me whilst you've got me. And also having deadlines is what keeps you accountable to everything. So if you know what time period you've got, you can plan productively and make sure that you use that time as wisely as possible. Now, if if it came to the end of the six months and someone was like, look, I'm not ready. I still need your help. I'm obviously not going to be like, well, you know, tough. See you later. But <laughs> right. But- the idea is that within that six months, they get everything that they need from me and then they can go out and do it on their own. So it's not like a, I'm not going to hold their hand and tell them exactly what they need, but more giving them the tools that they need to be able to deliver what they want to do when they go out on their own. Yeah. And I just have to add that to have someone on your side like that, like such as yourself, for anyone who is considering uh, starting a business, it's great to have a coach because you know anyone can say that they want to start a business, but if if they don't put deadlines on themselves or or they kind of they tend to put other people's needs first. Right. Uh, sometimes their goals and deadlines tend to be put in the back burner. And so uh, even for myself, not that I I have hired a business coach, although I have worked with one with my husband. What is it? I recently um, had gone through physical therapy. And back then I would just kind of let my hip pain, I, I just kind of lived with it. But when I had, a, I had someone um, hold me accountable to get better, it's like I wanted to get better, you know? And I right. think that's the best part of, having a coach um, as as a resource when you're building a business because you're you have someone to report to you have a cheerleader on your side and you don't really uh, fall into self-sabotage because if you try to do it all yourself which you know any smart business owner will not run a business by themselves it's very easy to blame yourself if you don't see things all the way through but if you have someone it's like oh it's not just me that i am trying to that i'm trying to make myself successful someone else is watching me and and cheering me on and i don't want to let them down you know so i think that like having a coach is just a great accountability really yeah and i think sometimes you know the the difficult part of coaching is when I have to not be the friend. So I have to kind of tell people the like the ugly truth. So the stuff that they don't want to hear, but that they need to hear. So something that's holding them back or whatever reason, like trying to find the real reason for it and then work it through with them. But sometimes just, it's like the harsh reality of if you continue down this way, it's not going to work for you. So it's getting that balance right of I'm here for you to be a cheerleader, to hold you accountable, but I'm also going to have those difficult discussions with you. But if you don't have anyone to do that with, you never work through those issues. And so they're always present throughout your business because you never actually deal with them. So it's trying to nip that stuff in the bud from stage one and making people face up to what their struggles are going to be down the line and how they can identify them early um, and kind of squash them so they can just be as efficient and effective as possible. Yes, absolutely. So the the last thing I really want to focus on and talk about is a lot of our conversation today, we had mentioned don't like the words don't know a lot, like Mm -hmm. military spouses don't know about this, they don't know what they don't know, or they're not aware. And so for let's say for the military spouse that's listening, that is unaware, like they don't know that they need this type of help. What would you say to them? Or what, what are some what are some maybe symptoms or signs 
that they can look out for to be like, okay, I, I need help. I need to hire someone. I need to have some kind of accountability partner to, to grow my business. I think when you get into those feelings of, I can't do this, you know, when everything seems like it's too much of a struggle, like you're kind of wading through mud. And then when, like when your mood starts to dip, so when you start to not become yourself because you're so frustrated with other things and it will show up in other areas, like it's the typical, you know, you're frustrated with something not going right in one area of your life. So you get annoyed at your husband or whatever. And it's when things like that start to show up, when you stop behaving like your normal self, that that's when you need to just reach out and ask for help. And when you start to kind of question things that you wouldn't normally question, when you start becoming indecisive about things, like for me, that was a really big one. Like I'm normally so good at making decisions, so good at taking control. So when I start to question my own decisions, that's when I'm like, right, I need to start bouncing these ideas off somebody because this isn't like me. So Mm -hmm. when, if you feel like you're not behaving in the way that you normally do or you're not showing up in the way that you normally do to people who know you I think that's a really good opportunity for you to sit back and reflect and be like okay there's something that's holding me back I don't know what it is and that's fine but I just need to reach out and ask somebody who can help me through this Mm, that's that's really good advice so for any listener for our listeners at feel like that, you know, that feel like most importantly, you're not yourself, you know, maybe, maybe it's a sign to seek out help and getting possibly professional help or getting, you know, start to seek out those resources to, Mm -hmm. uh, to help you professionally and, you know, personally, you know, why not? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's all about personal development. Yeah. Well, Gems, I, I think that was a lot of awesome information that we shared today. I really appreciate you sharing a little bit about your story and um, how you were able to create an amazing opportunity for yourself and how you live a very balanced life and also do competitive weightlifting. I still think that's really awesome. (laughs) And, uh, And also just the tips for anyone that is feeling stuck. Hopefully what you shared, uh, kind of what I'm calling the symptoms, if you have those symptoms, uh, hopefully you were able to receive uh, enough education from the show to uh, take action, whether it's contacting Gems or whoever else that you've been thinking of to reach out to for help. Gems, do you have any closing thoughts about everything we talked about today? Yeah, so I would just think, you know, the, the key thing that I tell everybody and anyone, whether I work with them or not, is if and when you're starting a business, you need to really um, identify and have a strong, like your why behind it. Why are you wanting to do it? Because if your why is strong enough, the how will follow. But also when you have those moments of doubt and of questioning yourself, that strong why is going to help you keep going. So if you're able to revisit the reasons why you're doing everything, then when you come to those times of struggle or wanting to quit, if you go back to that, that's just going to be what pushes you through every time. So if nothing else, and if I don't work with anybody that listens to this, just make sure that you have a really, really strong why as to the foundation of your business. And that's going to keep you going no matter what. Yeah. And I want to add to that because when I uh, started in business uh, years ago, I remember that we were being trained to, they would say, you know, have a why that makes you cry. But one thing I want to add to what you're saying is like, have a why that like that gets you moving as well, because you could have a why that you feel really strongly about. But if that's as far as it goes, then maybe you need to redefine that why, you know, if it's enough to be like, Oh, I I have to do this, I want to do this, but you don't do anything with it, then possibly craft your why in a way or redefine it so that you're like, Okay, I have to get out of bed, because this is my why. 100%. Yeah, I love that. 
Yeah. Well, Gems, if people do want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? I am all over the social media realm, but I would probably say main case is Facebook. You can just search for me, Gems Collins. I think I'm the only one on there. You can drop me an email. So gems at gemscollins.com, which my name is also my website. And then I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram as well, all under the name Gems Collins. So if you just pop my name into the, the search bars of any of those social medias, then you'll find me and I would love to connect with you. And if you did miss that the first time, don't worry, we'll have all of her contact information in the show notes. Uh, listeners, if this episode resonated with you in any way, you can check out our show notes as well to uh, potentially leave a voice message, which we can play in a future episode. Uh, but who knows, if we get enough feedback from you, maybe we could bring Gems back onto the show. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gems, thank you so much for your time. I really, really, really appreciate it. I know it's it's valuable. And I look forward to continuing our conversation and uh, staying connected on social media. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved it. It's been great, Jen. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Holding Down the Fort podcast show. To leave us a message, please visit our show notes to learn how, or you can email us at holdingdownthefortpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time. Oh,